0: Hi, folks. It's Sean again, director of teacher training here at Flatiron. And today, we're going to be talking about cyclical learning, the third of our Flatiron educational principles. So what do I mean by cyclical learning? Just think about that for a second. Go ahead and pause the recording while you do. So this is the idea that learning something once is not sufficient to create understanding, at least not enduring understanding. Learning something once is great for an overview. It's a terrific introduction to a topic, potentially. And it's probably rather meaningless in the long term unless the learning is reinforced. And so this is actually based on neuroscientific research on the brain. When you learn something, your brain creates connections. You've probably heard of the connections that you make in your brain when you learn. Those connections are actually physical connections. They're neurons that attach to each other. They create a pathway through which electrical signals can travel. And those electrical signals basically produce your thoughts. Now, when you initially learn something, the electrical signals travel rather slowly through the neurons from one neuron to another. Practice and repetition creates a myelin sheath. Myelin is a chemical in your brain. And it builds up on the outside of neurons that are used more consistently than others. And it actually increases the speed at which those neurons can transmit information. And so to put that in layman's terms, practice will actually make you think better and faster. And of course, we want to make that happen for our students. And so one of the things that we need to do as educators is to revisit learning. It's not enough to tell somebody something once. You have to come back to it. And in fact, this is one of the best ways to learn. There's a concept called spaced repetition, which is a far more powerful way to learn than something like cramming. And spaced repetition is the idea that you learn a topic, And then you wait a little while. And you let the topic fade a little bit in your memory. And then you come back to it, and you practice it again. And that practice strengthens the connections in your neurons, builds myelin sheaths, and actually makes your learning more permanent. And the longer you go between those sessions, the more permanent your memory becomes. Cyclical learning is also supported by good assessment practice. You may have heard of the concepts of formative or summative assessment. But if not, formative assessment is a low-stakes check of the learner's present understanding. And it's done in order to determine the path of future learning. A summative assessment is much higher stakes. It's a test. It's our code challenges. It basically gauges the final results of a learning process against a standard that the teacher has created. And it's meant to gauge student achievement. Now, both of these are effective methods of assessment. But if you want someone to learn, you want to use formative assessment a lot. Now, regardless of what assessment model you use, you also want to give feedback, because feedback is a critical component of learning. And actually, there's research that has shown that grades can be detrimental to learning. And feedback alone, without grades, is actually the most powerful way to improve someone's performance. And that's partially because grades lock people into a fixed mindset. This is from Carol Dweck's idea of mindsets a fixed mindset that they are defined by the grade. They are as capable as the grade represents. So a student who gets a B thinks, I'm a B student. A B is not a motivator for the student to try to get to an A. What we want is to create a growth mindset and we can foster that through feedback. And a growth mindset is the belief that effective effort in response to challenge will result in higher achievement. And that's a difficult concept for a novice learner. But feedback actually feeds that mindset. Feedback is the thing that lets people think, I may not know this yet, but I will. And so feedback is an important component of the cyclical nature of learning. The learner learns a concept. They practice the concept. They get assessed by the teacher on how they understand the concept in a formative assessment. They get feedback from the teacher. And then they work to improve their understanding or ability with that concept. And all of this is part of that cycle of learning that we're talking about. So let's do a self-check on your understanding of what we've talked about so far. I can't assess you. You'll need to self-assess. But let's do a quick self-check. So pause the recording after each of these questions and see if you can answer them. First question is, why does the concept of myelination mean that we should build cyclical learning experiences? And again, pause the recording here. The second question is, what are formative and summative assessment, and how do they contribute to a cycle of learning? And press pause again. And the third question is, how might you act to foster a growth mindset in your students? Go ahead and pause again one more time. So I talked about spaced repetition earlier, and spaced repetition is a terrific way to learn. I'm not going to go back over it again here, but please go back and review that section if you're not clear what it was. This is a technique that you should teach to your students. A second technique that can definitely help with the cyclical nature of learning is called deliberate practice. So let's take an example from sports. Say you play soccer. You're not going to go out at each practice and play an entire game. Your coach is going to say, okay, today we're going to do 10 minutes on passing. We're going to do 15 minutes on corner kicks, etc. And so you practice and practice and practice. And then when you play the game, you apply those things that you have deliberately practiced. And we can do the same thing in a student learning experience. So rather than saying build an entire app, We might say, practice this one thing that's going to be a part of the app, and then practice it again, and then practice it in a more complicated way. And doing that will actually build understanding and memory in a way that building the entire thing would not. And we do that in Learn right now. The labs that the students complete are a form of deliberate practice, but you can reinforce these and you can add deliberate practice techniques to the student's experience with you. A third technique that bears mention is the concept of self-testing. And again, this is something that you should share with your students because many people think that studying means reading over things that you've written down, going back over your notes, maybe looking at projects and trying to just remember them. And that's not actually an effective way to learn. A much more effective way to learn is to test yourself. And so that means that instead of reading and trying to memorize, you might write down a concept and see if you can define it. Or instead of looking back over a project and trying to remember how you built it, you might actually delete part of the project and see if you can rebuild it. And that's self-testing. When it's combined with spaced repetition, it is an incredibly powerful way to learn. So that's it for me on cyclical learning for the fourth episode of the Teacher Training Team podcast. I hope you find this useful, and good luck applying this with your students. Take care.